When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3, Lafleur. Coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire. Back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> You're in the ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoins, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une place devant. Et c'est la You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6 beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to the Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. It's going to be sick. Marinaro on this Tuesday night. It is January 17, one minute past 10 p.m. Right here on the Sick Podcast. We're live on YouTube, live on Facebook, live on Twitter. The Canadians win. Some are depressed because, of course, they wanted the tank. And it didn't look, it doesn't look like the tank's going to happen, folks. Even if Genny Dadanov scored two goals tonight. Even Mike Hoffman scored and was flying tonight. How do you like Kirby Doc at center? Looks pretty good to me, not only on the wing, but also at center, too. A good game by Justin Barron, who picked up two assists. I thought Michael Matheson was flying as well. Samuel Montembeau again tonight. Man, oh, man, he has played really good in the last five games for the Montreal Canadiens. Samuel Montembeau tonight stopping 25 of 26. The Montreal Canadiens win by a score of 4-1. to one. And speaking of Montembeau, Yes, he's been very good in his last five games, but in his last three games, he stopped 99 of 103 shots against him. And before the game was over, Wi-Fi had a score to settle with Lowry, and uh, he gave it to him pretty good. Lowry held his own, but decision Wi-Fi, I'm talking about Arbor, Jackeye, the Canadians won, and even though some want to tank, it looks like everyone was happy at the Bell Center tonight. Everyone's in a good mood, even on social media. Jose Levesque even sent me a tweet telling me that she loves me. My God, we all love each other now. Mind you, I had Ashley who was sending me a couple of tweets telling me that this team was depressing her because she wants the tank and she wants Connor Bedard. And earlier this evening, my buddy Jean-Charles Lajoie is telling me that he thinks that Austin Matthews is going to tell the Toronto Maple Leafs at the end of the year that he's going to play out his final season and then that's it. They're going to think he's going to test unrestricted free agency. So before he does, they're going to trade him in the offseason. And if the Arizona Coyotes win the draft lottery and get the first pick overall, he thinks that Austin Matthews is going to be traded to Arizona. Austin Matthews, who grew up, of course, in Scottsdale, Arizona. He'll be traded to Arizona, and Connor Bedard's going to join the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I said, Josh Shell, est-ce que t'as tombé sur la tête ou quoi? What in the world is wrong with you? Oh, man, for my mental health tonight was not good, but we did have a laugh at least, and we're going to have a couple of more laughs with one of Jean Charles' colleagues this time at BPM Spar. His name is Max Van Hoot, and he joins me every now and then on Tuesday nights. 
Max, what's going on? Tony, my man, I hope you'll have mercy for me tonight. Why, why, why? Well, first of all, first of all, first of all, was that oh. television tonight that TV has bought? Yes or no? Ça, ça, mon chum, ça, c'est la TV. This is that, TV. The answer is yes, and that is yeah, precisely yeah. why I'm saying this. Yes, yes, you're on, yes. You're on fuego. You're bringing the heat tonight, Tony. I hope, yeah. I, I hope my second language is sharp. You know, because I'm going to need it tonight. You know, uh, the sick podcast is brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, and I bring you the show with a lot of energy. If you sh uh, ship commercial freight and want to impress your boss with how much money you can save, get in touch with the logistics professionals at Energy Transportation Group. Email them at sick at shipenergy.com or visit their website at shipenergy.com. That's number one. Number two, 8.6 beer, a sip for Le Canadien. Ah. There you have it, intense by nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark and brought to you by Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. As a matter of fact, I'm going back to Lacage on Saturday night at the Bell Center because I'm going to watch the Canadians and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And before the game, me and my buddy Paul are going to go out for some chicken wings, among other things. All right, okay. So there you have it. And uh, yes, that was uh, that was TV earlier tonight. You know, with all due respect to the other stations, you know, this, this is TV. This is television. And you saw it. And this is a podcast. It's the sick podcast. And tonight, you and I, we're going to bring in. We're going to have a lot of fun. You know, S-I-C-K on the road. S-I-C. I got to get the words <laughs> for that song, by the way. But it's a pretty nice jingle. Max, what's going on? What do you tell me? I'm doing great. I'm doing. Uh, you know what? I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'm feeling kind of uh, weird tonight. I'm feeling oh, weird. Yeah? I, yes, I feel I weird all the time. Yeah, and by the way, that. you talked about my energy. You know what? Yeah. I don't mind giving away my secrets, okay? I okay, really what don't. What is it? Well, is ginseng. The, is the jacuzzi? No, ginseng. Okay. The Korean one. Yeah. Ginseng. Okay. okay. Ashwagandha. That I don't know. Ashwagandha. You have to look Ashwagandha? it up. Ashwagandha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A little I'm, bit. I'm, of, more, uh, I'm more of the classic B12 guy. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of zinc as well. Oh, zinc I, I do good. zinc too. Yeah, you do zinc. No, yeah. I'm sorry. I do magnesium. Oh, I'm you sorry. do magnesium. Yeah, magnesium. Yeah. You're supposed to take either at supper or right about an hour before you go to bed. Yeah, exactly. And by it's the for way, my neck pain. Uh, it's good for you. Yes. And by the way, it helps with your sleep too. It also helps recover. It helps in your yeah. recovery. And you're supposed to take, you know, if you take vitamin D3, you're supposed to take magnesium because it activates the D3. And if you don't I take do magnesium, this. I do listen, all of this. You know, this I, is the secret to my beautiful skin. Wow, that's beautiful skin you have. It really is. Honestly, yeah. I'm proud of it. Yes, I, I, I think I got beautiful bluish green eyes, and I have a beautiful charisma <laughs> and personality. Me, I used to have. You know, I'm gonna stop talking about my looks because somebody actually gave me a rating of three stars instead of five because they said I talk about my looks. <laughs> But you know what they say in life: when you got it, flaunt it. All right. Yeah, you don't have to move though. You showed By me the on way, Twitter tonight. You don't have to move. Ultimate male energy. Try it. <laughs> Ultimate male energy will boost the testosterone by about 33%. Oh, wow. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. All right. Okay. The Canadians played with a lot of energy tonight, though. They But did. speaking of which, before we get to the Canadians, is it just me or the Winnipeg Jets did not play with a lot of energy tonight? Now, I know the Jets had a game on Sunday, and I imagine they got into Montreal late on Sunday night. I don't know if they went out last night or, or they went out on Sunday night or they went out last night. Maybe they didn't go out at all. But this looks like a team that was visiting one of Montreal's finer establishments, either Sunday or Monday. Does it not? Yeah, we we did the we had the same idea, Tony. I think it was after the fourth goal. Yeah. Um, look, I, for, for me, it was really just a joke, because obviously I don't know. But credits where the credit is due for the Habs. But honestly, like the last uh, four games now. Against the two New York teams, the Winnipeg Jets and the uh, Nashville Predators yeah. uh, are all going to be, or at least three of them are going to be playoff teams. One of them is the crop of the West. I really expected the Jets to dominate that game, and they did not. The Habs came, I don't know, they came in swinging, and it looks like P.K. Subban is still having an effect on this team because the way they are starting games since then, it's like they're watching his speech before every game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The speech that he gave versus the Nashville Predators hasn't weared off yet. They're still inspired by this speech. You know what I, I found funny, Max, all kidding aside, 
is that at some point last week, guys started saying that they took the decision, I think it was before, uh, after the Nashville game, Playing to for play the for the logo. Yeah. And I don't know where that speech was at the beginning of the season. I don't know what inspired that speech, and I don't know who's the one who brought it up. But, man, you know, when you, you see Jack Guy after his fight, the way he was basically showing off his crest, yeah. showing off his logo – there's something to this whole playing for the logo, but somebody brought it up, and it seems like the guys have taken it personally. Personally, but man, like, I want the tank. Can we please call up five players from <laughs> Le Lyon de Trois Rivières et sa presse, s'il vous plaît? Uh, it's funny you're talking about this because uh, I was at the the PKs game last week, and uh, yeah. it's one of the thing when I, after the game in the pressers and all that. Um, it's one of the things when I heard that I thought it was weird I was like isn't he or practically every guy told that like wh why do you have that speech at game 42 of the season about playing for the logo yeah. uh, that sounds strange to me a bit to be honest but uh, the fact that it coincided co coincided is that a word a word coincides coincide okay thank you yeah you're um, very welcome with uh with the pk speech yeah who i mean you saw all the love that a player can get for playing for the montreal canadian there is something right there there is something right there that seemed to click i'm gonna be honest i hope yeah. it's like a star in mario kart that it wears off quickly yeah because because i mean let's not kid ourselves this is useless this is completely useless it's fun it's definitely fun for the fans did you hear them singing country roads tonight they oh, were, were singing they? country really, words eh? that was crazy wow. they're having fun but it's useless uh, you know what speaking of pk suban uh earlier today at bpm spot it was at around 12:05 p.m. that george larac and max truman had P.K. Subban on for about 40-plus minutes, right? The show right before your show, Max, yep. because uh, they go from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., and then you go from 1.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. That is correct. And, uh, and uh, that was a real good interview because P.K. gives great answers. He always gives you a little bit more, and it was good to hear P.K. Subban on the Montreal Airwaves earlier today. Yeah, it really was. It really was, and um, like I said, I feel like uh, it's kind of a, a page has been turned. A page has been turned. It's good that it has been turned quickly, but also, uh, I don't know what's your take on this, but to me, like, and I was saying it Thursday during the day, the biggest thing for me from that ceremony, because, yeah. you know, there seems to be a divide. There seems to be a divide for anybody who is around my age or younger, so 31 years old or younger. Yeah, this I want to hear. Um, P.K. Subban and Carey Price are the closest thing we have to Habs legend. Yes. And it, it, this little ceremony, which, let's be fair, it was not a, a jersey retirement. It was just a, a simple, beautiful ceremony. Pay, pay tribute, that's right. Lasted, exactly. I think, what, less than 10 minutes, I think. It, yeah, it was unanimous. It was completely unanimous, and it felt like, for most guys I'm talking to, it felt like it was um, like... Um, Uh, not only unanimous, but uh, given, I think the term would be for that. Yeah. So for our generation, that was it. Whereas uh, whenever, I, like, like I said, I was there at the, at the Jacques Beauchamp that day and all that. Whereas for um, people who have known a bit more glorious days of the Habs, there was a lot of, why him? Why? Okay, he won a Norris, but he wasn't there that long. Okay, he did great things of the eyes, but in the great, great story of the Montreal Canadian, he's not that high on the list. And after the first well, I mean, period, in the, great, in the great story of the Montreal Canadiens, it's the most prestigious franchise exactly. in all of hockey. They've won 24 exactly. Stanley Cups. I mean, they've had guys on defense like Doug Harvey and exactly. uh, and uh, and uh, you know um, Larry Robinson and Serge Savard yep. and Guy Lapointe and Chris Chelios yep. and the list goes on and on. I mean, yep. you know they so, they've they've had some great players on that team, but you know, forced that maître that you know PK Subban has been one of the most, you know, electrifying Montreal Canadiens players yeah. since uh, Kovalev. And Kovalev mm, yeah. was one of the most electrifying players since Riche. Yeah. And, and Riche was probably the most electrifying forward the Canadiens had or player the Canadiens had since Lafleur. So, I mean, these are the guys. And, you know, speaking of which, I mean, Cole Caulfield, the way he's doing his thing, and he didn't do it tonight, but he does it more often than not. Cole Caulfield, I think, is 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 showing us that he could very well be, 
And Eric Engels talked about this yesterday as well, right here on the Sick Podcast. The best pure sniper the Canadians have had since um, since Lafleur. Yeah, definitely. And that is precisely my point. After the first period, I felt an understanding. I felt an understanding from uh, more experienced and way more talented media people than me of what P.K. Subban meant for the younger generation of Habs fan. And that was the importance for me of that ceremony because you're talking about Cole Caulfield. I hope, I hope Cole Caulfield was all ears during that because we're talking about his contract right now. It's all talk here in Montreal about his contract, long-term, short-term, whatever. Cole Caulfield can have that. Hopefully not in 10 years like Subban because Subban's career was cut short with injury. Hopefully in 15 and 20 years, he can have it. He can't have it, and all he has to do is follow in the footstep of P.K. Subban off the ice and do even more on the ice. And I think that a little of that has worn off. And, of course, it will then wear off of all the players. I mean, it's a lost season anyways. Yeah. But for the for the great players of the Habs, the Suzuki, the Caulfield, hopefully the Gouli, even though he was not in uniform, hopefully they took something out of it. Hey, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, Arbor Jackeye. I mean, his fight tonight... Uh, yeah. Once again, you know, uh, showing off the crest the way he did the logo. Clearly, that's something that the alumni love to see. I know Mario Trombley even tweeted something like it was nice to see that showing how important the Montreal Canadiens logo is, the crest is, the team is, the city is and all that stuff. He's he's, the, he's really endeared himself to the fans and it didn't take very long. I think one fight in and they already started to love him. And, uh, you know, I, I think Shane Corson was a little bit like this. I mean, the fans fell in love with him right away. John Cordick, the late John Cordick was like this. The fans fell in love with him right away. Lyle Odeline, you find, uh, so you probably don't remember Lyle Odeline because he oh, was come on, on that I 90- remember Lyle Odeline. You, you remember Lyle? Okay, all right. So you were born what year exactly? 1991. 1991? Yeah. Well, Lyle Odeline had his best moments with the Canadians when they won the Cup in 93. That's why I hesitated whether you knew him or not, but of yeah, course, but he, he went he out had to a career play with organizations. Yes, he exactly. did. Yeah, he did. But yet, you know, he was really appreciated by the Montreal Canadiens fans. They absolutely love that guy. And they love yeah. Arbor Jackai. I mean, Jackai, man, you know, when his contract is up, he's going to get another one and the negotiation is not going to last very long. You can tell, you know what, he's going to deserve whatever they give him and the fans, they just love him here. Chris Nyland is another guy, right? The fan didn't take long for the fans to love him and they still love him today, right? Rightfully so. So, pretty cool. Um, there is a thing though. Uh, did you like his fight tonight? With, I understand that like, uh, and Mark Denis was talking about it on the broadcast. He didn't and, have like, to. Exactly. And that is what I don't, because he's clearly shown so far in his very young career that he is much more than what we thought he would be in the preseason. Um, he has skills. He has a, a utility other than the fist. And I, I just hope, I hope that he can get his reputation big enough, quick enough, so that he doesn't have to pick up fights as often. Um, so that just his presence, just his presence will bring enough respect and people will call him Monsieur on the ice because he has a lot of fights lately. And I mean, I know people love it. I'm just scared for the guy to get injured. Yeah, no, I understand that. Uh, you know, I'm scared for him to get injured if he bites off more than he can chew. And we know that one punch can actually, you know, it, it just it could come out of nowhere. You could actually exactly. be winning a fight and then get caught with one punch. You know, I, I would say this to him. I would say, Arby, uh, you know, Arbor, you're, you're not a goon. You're you're not an enforcer. You're a hockey player. Don't forget that. You know, you want to defend yourself. I got it. You want to defend your teammates. I got it. But don't go looking for the fight. If it comes to you and it has to happen and you think it has to happen, at that point you can proceed. But keep in mind, you're a hockey player. Exactly. You're a hockey player who knows how to fight. You're not a fighter who plays hockey. That's what he needs to know. Remember Mike Komisarek after that Lucic fight? Oh, man, I remember that like it was yesterday. Never been the same. Mike Komisarek, and I've said this story before, uh, great guy, by the way, great, great guy. At one point, I got involved in a business venture in a, in a store, and uh, Mike, uh, Mike Komisarek came to the grand opening, okay? Mike Komisarek, very, very good guy. Mike Komisarek and I, we shared a mutual friend, all right? And, uh, you know, I remember after the games and stuff like that, he used to hang out with my buddy. I used to hang out with my buddy, and I used to go talk to him. 
And uh, Commissarek, you know, would 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 say a few things about, you know, Lucic wanted to go with him and this and that and whatever. And and uh, he didn't go, but he would kind of laugh it over. And, um, you know, and so I, I didn't have the heart to tell him. Uh, so out of respect, of course, you don't want to tell the guy, stay away from that guy. You're going to get beat up. So I, I pulled my buddy aside and I said, listen, I know he's your buddy, but tell him to stay away from Milan Lucic because Milan is a bad, bad man. And if he fights Milan Lucic, it's really not going to go well for him. Anyway, I don't know if my buddy passed on the message. I don't think he did. He fought Milan Lucic, and it went very, very badly. And then later on, Milan Lucic just invited him to dance when they swept the Canadians in 2009 playoffs. He didn't want to, and he just gave him one punch. Boom, knocked him down. Yeah. That fight was over. I don't even think Commissaire could drop the gloves. And then and then later on, they had another tilt when Commissaire was a Toronto Maple Leaf. And, Commiss- and and Milan Lucic gave it to him again. And Mike Commissarek's got a huge heart. He's a really, really nice guy. But Mike Commissarek didn't do a lot of fighting growing up. You know, Milan Lucic did. Milan Lucic can fight. Mike Commissarek, not very good. And um, his career was never the same after that. Yeah. His career was never the same. But, you know, we're talking Jack Eye. Jack Eye knows how to fight. Jack Eye knows how to defend himself. Yeah, I get and you that. get the feeling without even knowing him that he actually even likes it. Oh, he likes it. You know? He likes it. The way after every fight, the way he he pumps the crowd, you know, that part of it, even though I don't like fighting personally, uh, yeah. that part of it, I love it. That part of it, I love it. The energy that he brings to it, um, the connection to the fan, that is beautiful. And I yeah. can't wait to see Arbor Jakai in a better Montreal Canadian period because you get the feeling that just like Cofield and Suzuki showed during the playoffs, you get the feeling that he will be the type of player who will strive in a, in an electric Montreal environment. Yeah, so c'est un vrai, mon chum. He's a real one. C'est un vrai, right? C'est un vrai. Hey, because you brought up P.K. Subban before, yeah. I actually want to just play the clip because I talked about the interview that he had with George Larac earlier today, which lasted 40-plus minutes at BPM Spar. But of all the clips, here's one that is very, probably more interesting than the rest. He talks about him. And his buddy Andre Markov. Let's see if we can play it. Forget the first day that we practiced together, and he said, "Hey, right now we're at the bottom pairing." He said, uh, "He said by the end of uh, uh, he said by the end of uh, next week we're going to be at the top pairing." And I said, "Okay, Marcy." And we never looked back from there. You know, we we continue to build and built our chemistry on the ice, and I believe during our time of playing together, that there was no better deep pairing in the league when he and I were together. There was no one that was better than us in all facets of the game, and I think that showed a lot. So, you know, that was my relationship with him. All right, there, there you have it. If you want to listen to the entire interview, of course, you can make your way on the BPM Sport website. Uh, once again, a real good conversation. BPM Sport, fantastic collaborators and fantastic interviews. Quebec's number one all sports radio station. All right, we got that out of the way. Kirby Doc, at the beginning of the season, he starts at center. All of a sudden, Suzuki and um, Caulfield are looking for another winger on that line. And uh, at one point, they go to Kirby Doc, and Kirby Doc starts picking up points, 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 and he stays there. And then, because of a few injuries here and there, and or if they go, whether they go 11 forwards, a part of me, and 7D, or he, you know, you saw him, you're starting to see him at center. Yeah. And as good as he was on the wing, Max, you correct me if I'm wrong, he's looking just as good, if not better, at center. He is looking better at center. The only thing is, if he could only get on the ice, um, on the rush, when the play is going, so he never takes face off, that yeah, would be great. I know, because he that was like twenty percent or whatever he was, yeah. yeah. But uh, all jokes aside, uh, the key play well, to me... it's not a the, joke. It's, 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 it's significant uh, what you just said. He loses know, but, a lot of face-offs. But it, it can be worked on. Yeah. It can be worked on. Um, and I hope he spends the whole summer working on it. I hope he does. But the key play to me tonight was the pass to Hoffman, second goal. Because um, there is... I really enjoyed 
uh, Kirby Dak in the juniors. And um, when he got here, I remembered a more physical Kirby Dak than what we have seen. Um, without saying he is Jesper Rikotkaniemi, sometimes there are ways in which he makes me think of him in terms of, despite being a big-bodied dude, whoa, he whoa, is whoa, not whoa. the most capable in physicality on that play. He doesn't have play. to be. He doesn't have to be. He, he doesn't he... have to be. But with the body that he has, he has to take hits like he took on that play, sacrifice yeah. to give the pass, and that is what I want to see. And... He can do it, and I loved it. I loved it. Take the hit, take the pain, get the goal. That was beautiful. Yeah, I, um, I, uh, I wonder if, uh, if they have a password to get into the Montreal Canadiens locker room the way they used to have to get into the Water Buffalo Lodge during the Flintstones, which you have no idea what I'm talking about. Because when I was young and I was going to school, we'd come home at noon, we'd have lunch. My mother would prepare me a big baguette for bread like this with mortadella inside and capicola and all that stuff. And we would watch the Flintstones. And the password, because once upon a time, Wilma and Betty tried to get into the Water Buffalo Lodge and they asked what they were asked what the password was. And they heard someone say it before them. Ak, ak, adak, dak, ak, adak. All right. Believe I it or not, Tony, I understood, I understood everything of that reference because of the beauties of reruns. Yeah, the Flintstone were on reruns, either on Teletoon or Canal Famille in the '90s. That's right. That's right. Yes, they were. Uh, and um, which one was your favorite episode? Because mine was. Uh, there were a couple, but Goggles Paisano driving up the wall was one of them. Remember that one? Uh, I don't remember specifically, but all I can say is I was a big. I don't know if his name is the same in English, but Boom Boom, the son of uh, the couple, the friends couple, Archer yeah, 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 son. Yeah. Yeah. All I can say is that he was my favorite with the dino, riding the dino. That's all I could care about when I was six years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a couple, Madam Yes and a judo, a judo, chop, chop, chop. <laughs> and uh, 88 Fingers Louie was another one. And uh, there, were, there were a couple. The Great Gazoo. Oh, man, those were, uh, those were some great episodes. Okay, I got to stop thinking about this because now I'm all <laughs> rattled, okay? Uh, okay, Samuel Moltambo. Beautiful. He stopped 99 of his last 103 shots against in the last four, in the last three games. A beauty. This guy's playing the best hockey of his career. And I have to tell you, I'm going to raise my hand and say I'm guilty. When I saw him play for the Canadians for the first time, after they picked him up from the Panthers, I looked at his lateral movements. I looked at his rebound control. He was losing his net. I looked at him and I said, this guy's not an NHL goalie. So far, said that matter that the work that has been done with him, and it's not often we bring up the name Eric Raymond here on the Sick Podcast, or Montreal Canadiens fans do. He is the goalie coach. If I wouldn't say his name, a lot of people wouldn't even know it's him. But the work he's done with Montembeau, and Montembeau deserves a lot of credit himself as well for believing Montembeau is like, he's so much improved. And I said yesterday to Eric, and I'm going to say it again. Some people probably won't put Kirby Doc in the category of la quatrième étoile, the fourth star. If you do, he probably wins the Jacques Beauchamp Award. But if you don't put Kirby Doc in that category, a guy who was drafted third overall and a guy who spent a lot of time on the first line with Caulfield and Suzuki, the award would go to Montembeau. I agree. I wonder if people will vote for a second goalie. Or just I for wonder, a goalie in general. But I wonder uh, how many votes Arbor Jack I would get for that for like Catherine Metoile. You think oh, Jack he will get a lot of vote. Yeah? He will get a lot of votes. So but if the season ended today, who would be the top three? The top three? Yeah. Do you think Caden Goalie will get votes? Uh he would have got votes before that injury, but the injury yeah. obviously has set him back. David Savard will get votes. David Savard will be in the top three. David Savard will get votes. Samuel Montembeau will be in the top three. He's also, look, besides the fact that he works very hard, David, you have to give him that. He's also going to get votes because a lot of members of the media are, you know, they got Shenu. They're going to give him a vote too. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player and he tries hard. But that, you know, I think that helps, right? Obviously, it doesn't hurt the cause. You know what? I don't think the Kirby Dak's a top three guy. I don't think people will consider him for the Jacques Boucher. I think it will be, uh, I think it will be uh, Arbor Jakai, Montembeau, and David Savard. That would be my top three. With Montembeau winning it. With Montembeau winning it, eh? 
Yeah, yeah. listen, I, I I think he's he would get a lot of votes. There's no doubt about it. Well, let me uh, rephrase that. It would be my choice. I'm not sure if he was winning it. He would yeah. get my vote. From one goalie to another, I want to talk to you about Connor Hellebuck tonight, who stopped 24 of 28. Yeah. Now, is it me or, and I, Dadunov scores one goal on a one-timer, okay? He scores another goal off a rebound. Josh Anderson scores a goal off a rebound. And Mike Hoffman scores a goal on the off wing, real good, nice wrist shot, okay? Yeah. But there's two goals that are scored off rebounds. But besides, on top of those two goals, is it me or did it look like the Montreal Canadiens were shooting not to score tonight, but shooting to get rebounds? And don't get me wrong, Hoffman shot to score, yes. Dadanov on the first one shot to score, yes. But very often, it looked like the Canadians tonight were shooting to get rebounds. And I realized tonight, more than ever, I had seen it in the playoff series as well when they played yeah. each other and the Canadians swept them. But tonight, it was the confirmation, as good as Connor Hellebuck is, his rebound control, c'est pas farle. No, I understand what you mean. And, you know, it's funny because uh, before the first Dadanov goal, um, I was like, oh, my God, it, 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 Ella Buck seemed in the zone, you know, like just before the goal, like he had what the six consecutive saves. Part of it, because like you were saying, he was not that good on his rebound, but he was making save after save. And after that, it all hell broke loose. But uh, no, I understand what you mean. He is a, he makes me think sometimes of Jean Sebastien Gigard in his prime. Uh, remember, Jean Sebastien Gigard was yeah, oui. along with Roberto Luongo, but even Jean Sebastien Gigard won the Stanley Cup. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of and he was, but yeah, well, yeah, well, and he was very, very good in those playoffs. Yes, yeah, nice. but he, he was the poster child for Svavitla. Uh, he was the poster child for Michelin goaltending. Remember the early 2000s when 160 pounds goalies looked like uh, defensive line in football because of all the equipment. Yes, um, yes, yes. So Ella Buck is one of the rare in the in this day and age that still. To me, has that look. He has huge pads. He is a huge dude. And he plays deep in his net. Have you ever realized how deep in his net he, he yes. plays? And he he doesn't move that much. Uh, he tries and make the saves with the gloves, with the pads. And to stay in front of the puck after that for the second and the third save, which usually is really good at. Um, but you are right. You are correct. He, the control, the rebound control tonight was pretty pretty bad. A shout-out to sportbuffshop.com. Shop all your sports license, lifestyle apparel, including hoodies, caps, and T-shirts of your favorite teams from all major leagues, as well as our sick merchandise. Take a look at this beauty. S-I-C-K on the run. S-I-C. I have no idea. Could somebody please put up the lyrics so I could sing the song, Camille Full? But uh, shop it at uh, sportbuffshop.com. Use code SICK10 for 10% off on all other items. Now, I'm not taking calls just yet. But you know what I'm going to do? Because I think a lot of people would like to weigh in. And I think I'll take a couple of calls tonight, one or two, maybe even more. I'm going to give out the number already. one even though I'm not taking the calls right now. But I'll take them soon. one 585 sick one 585 7425 That's the number. If you're watching right now on your smartphone, you can obviously pick up your cordless phone at home. And you can call this toll-free number, get a line, then you can talk to me, and you can continue to watch YouTube while you're even talking to me on the phone off your cordless phone if you want. It's that easy. So jump on a line. Agnello and Sammy are back at Master Control, and they're going to get to your calls, and we are going to get to you. Um, we can also even get to a couple of comments. Uh, and here we go. If a team around 16th place offers you their first rounder for Montembeau, do you take it? Oh, no. On. No, the Canadians don't have any goaltending right now. Yeah, but nobody's going to offer that. No, but would you would you trade Montembeau for the uh, for a first round uh, pick right now or Well, I... but a 16th pick. Yes, but no. I mean, it's like yes, I understand what no, you Yes, no, correct. 
Yeah, but the thing is, and we have, not the type of goalie that a team is going to offer you their first round pick for. No, either. we have a very bad habit in Montreal of overvaluing a lot of people, and that is what I call the Charlie Lindgren syndrome. I don't know about you, Tony, uh, back at the Montreal Forum, but like three to four years ago, it seemed like so many people thought that Charlie Lindgren and a second round pick, it was always Charlie Lindgren and a second round pick was going to get us a top six forward. That has become one of my favorite memes. A second-round pick in Charlie yeah. Lingwin was the key for every trade for Montreal back then. Now, having said that, look, you could also... We agree that the Canadians wouldn't be offered that. We also agree that, from a logical point of view, you would actually do the trade because as good as he's playing right now, he's not worth a first-round pick. You do Absolutely it. Absolutely not. The dilemma is is that you don't have anyone in goal other than Jake Allen. Then what do you do? You bring up Caden Primo and you rush him and you play him even though he's not ready. You go out and you get another goaler. Look, it all depends. But yeah, you know, come come to think of it, obviously, he's not worth a first-round pick, but you're not going to get a first-round pick for Samuel Montembeau anyway. So, you know, I don't know what we're talking about. But anyway, somebody asked <laughs> and we and we brought Man it Man of the right? people, Tony, the people's champ. Yeah. Okay. So others, uh, rather trade Jake Allen, says Kevin McCart. So would I. I'd rather trade Jake, uh, Jake Allen, too. There's no doubt about it. Um, would you trade Jake Allen? I don't think I would trade Jake Allen. Well, it depends on the return. Why wouldn't because, you trade uh, Jake Allen? Why? Because I, I actually don't mind that, the, that duo of Montembeau-Allen, especially if Montembeau keeps going the way he does and next year to start the year, which will probably still be a rebuild year or at least a transition in the rebuild, depending on... Uh, what you get as the first pick uh, that you get this year. Um, I would be comfortable with this duo starting again next year, with this time Montembeau being 1A to start the season. And keep seeing, is it just fluky? Can he actually take a 1B, 1A standpoint? And for every, you know, Jake Allen is not a real number one goalie in the NHL, but he is a damn good teammate, a damn good uh, leader to have. So I would keep him, unless... The return is absolutely, again, something you don't expect. But uh, I would keep him. Like you said, what do you do? You go with Montabo Primo? You go with, you can't You can't skip. You know, if Caden Primo's not ready next year, you can't go to him. Uh, my apologies for picking up the phone. There was something wrong with the chat. It's funny because last week, uh, Eric Engels was on. And, uh, and at one point, I asked him a question. He gave me an answer. And uh, I got a text, which was not a personal text. It had to do with, uh, with, with, with what we were doing with the job and stuff like that. And uh, I couldn't do it through the, uh, the internal chat I did on the phone. And I got criticized. You picked up the phone during the show. That's a, uh, I, listen, uh, I know it's not a nice thing to do. Uh, I was uh, not texting back and forth with my buddy about his golf game. All right. It was work related. It had to do with the podcast, but the internal chat wasn't working. And right now I had to do this one here instead of the internal chat as well. I feel like I have to explain everything, right? So many people get so offended easily. I don't know why, but anyway, that's just the world we live in, I guess, right now. Uh, Tony, what do you think of Lafreniere? Would you make a trade for him? Would I make a trade for him? Yes. Would I give up Slavkowski for him? No. no. Would I give up a real good young prospect for him? No. Um, you know, What's a really good young prospect? Well, um, so obviously, I mean, everybody knows. I think we can all agree that nobody would, even if it's a package deal, I mean, unless there's, you know, Keandre Miller coming back. So, I mean, Love that guy. look, so you're, you're, you're not trading Suzuki. You're not trading uh, Cole Caulfield. No. You're not trading Uri Slavkowski. No. Uh, now, the big question is, would you want to trade Kirby Doc? Um, you know, some will oh. probably go for it. I'd rather not because right now his versatility can play wing on the first line. He can center a second line. Uh, so I'd rather not do that either. Do, you know, is there anyone else the Canadians have that can interest the New York Rangers? I don't know, but, uh, you know, I'm not trading any of the guys that we talked about and I'm not trading Caden Gooley either. Right. Absolutely not. No, I agree. So. I agree with you. You know, but uh, he's from here. He's from Saint Eustache, and a lot of people are going to want him. I, I mean, I understand that too, right? I'm not the biggest Prasa. fan of. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of um, trade proposition for. No, I was actually a Laffy fan, but I'm not the biggest fan of when a prospect is not um, living up to the hype somewhere else 
to uh, try and be uh, the savior of that prospect and bring it in unless he has shown good flashes. Uh, you know, for a while, Yessi Pouliot-Yarvi. Everybody was like, go get Yessi Pouliot-Yarvi, you'll blow up in Montreal. Healthy why? scratch now. Exactly, but, but why? Why do you think he would blow up here? Yeah, just people are tempted. They look at the size. They look at the, you know, uh, the pedigree. They look at the fact that he went fourth overall in the draft, and they just it's think it pedigree. didn't work there. It's probably going to work somewhere else. But you know what? Nail Yakupov, it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, there's... You know, Pavel Brendel didn't work, didn't work. I mean, there's a couple that were drafted in the top three or four, and, you know, it just didn't work. Benoit Pouliot was drafted fourth overall. He had a pretty decent career, but he moved around quite a bit. In the end, he never really lived up to his potential. It didn't work, didn't work, didn't work. So so for those who say go out and get Pouliot, you know what? Maybe he comes here, and maybe he does. But I just think that Jesse Pouliot is a real easy player to play against, and I think the Canadians have, had several passengers on more than one occasion. I, I don't think he's a right fit. It, you know, I don't mind guys that don't produce in their first three or four years in the National Hockey League. It happens. It's a rut. You can still get out of it. You can still come into your own or year six or year seven. But if you don't have pride, if you don't play with pride and you don't play with work ethic early on in your NHL career, chances are that's who you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's who you are. I agree. You don't. There are things that can come later in a career, but you know, intensity, talent, heart. You got it. You don't. All right. What else caught your attention tonight? Um, I particularly uh, enjoyed the return of Mike Madison. I was curious about him. Yeah. Um, I, I want to see him on a long period. I want to see Mike Madison on a long period. I really believe he he can help the young players just by his presence, just like Saval when he got back, just by putting everybody back into their chair. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have not been blessed with uh, a real stretch of consecutive game for Mike Madison. So yeah. I want to see that. Uh, he was you know on the power is? play. You know what it is, Max, is that a lot of people look at the stats tonight and they'll say Mike Matheson had five giveaways. Yeah, but Mike Matheson picks up the puck in his own zone. He carries the yeah. puck into the offensive zone. He exactly. takes chances. I, I I think he's a modern day NHLer. Okay, I think he's a he he's a he's a he's a real good fluid skating defenseman who joins the rush, who's good in transition. And you know what? They're not going to make the playoffs anyway. As much as they've won a couple of games in a row here, they're not. Exactly. I I I like the way Mike Matheson plays. I do. Uh, I do too. He's the type of defenseman I enjoy, so I enjoyed him a lot. And uh, last time I was here with you, I was really uh, hard on Justin Barron. So let's give it to him tonight for a solid game for Justin Barron. Not just because he got the first star, but he was uh, really uh, good tonight. Particularly his first. Uh, yeah. He had two passes tonight. The first pass, it was to, the one to Hoffman. That it was a solid big league pass. The velocity of it, the precision of it no the first really pass was it. to that enough on the one timer that was that enough you're right that yeah. was it second pass was in his own zone he got it he flipped it to doc doc uh, got it yeah. to mike hoffman exactly on the off wing coming down the right side left-handed shot yeah. was able to quick wrist shot but it, listen it's justin Barron's best game in the national hockey league when you say you gave it to him i mean i gave it to him he deserved to get it he looked soft and he didn't look like he was excelling in any category he just looked like he was good not more than that yeah. Tonight was Justin Barron's best game in the National Hockey League. It's not even close. I still think he needs to, especially now that Madison is back. I still need. I still think he needs some minutes in Laval. But you know what? For one night, he he was really good tonight. Yeah, no, no, he was uh, he was really really good tonight. All right, um, they have the Jets number, right? They have the they Jets do. number. Yeah, they do. They're living rent free in Shifley's head. The guy, is, he, he can't do it. And they live free, too, in the Connor Ellibuck's head. Yeah. They really do. The uh, the next couple of games are going to be really interesting, right? They host the Florida Panthers. They host the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then they got the Boston Bruins. Hey, it's taken a long time to see the Boston Bruins, but we're finally going to see the Boston Bruins. It's pretty cool. Oh, that won't be beautiful. That, that won't be beautiful. That, like, the you, Boston you, know, Bruins, you never know. No, no, they, yeah. they're not going to pull off a Winnipeg Jets. The Boston in a rivalry game, they're going to come in. They're going to. It, it won't be beautiful. It will not hey, be beautiful. Hey, hey, hey! I understand it's a divisional game. I understand it's a rivalry, and I understand the Bruins are better than the Jets. 
But I heard you earlier today at BPM Spa. Don't don't think I didn't hear you, okay? You know, you didn't give the Montreal Canadiens much of a chance there. I, I didn't give him any chance at all. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, my God, they, they have Winnipeg's number, though. You know, it's funny, eh? It's funny because they have Winnipeg's number. And uh, I put a few dollars. I had a few dollars you in did. my account. Okay, you did. A, hold on a sec. I had a few dollars in my account. And Aniello and Sammy, a master controller, probably dying of laughter on this one. I put it on the Canadians against Winnipeg. No, you didn't. No, pardon me. I put it on the Canadians against Winnipeg in preseason. I'm sorry. In what? preseason, in preseason, the Jets played a game here. I think the only guy that the Jets had playing, honestly, I think was Dubois. Like nobody else was playing. I don't think Connor was playing. I don't think Shifley was playing. Hellebuck wasn't playing. Nobody was playing. And the Canadians had lost like four or five games in a row in preseason. So, you know, when you're always wow. saying, okay, they're due, they're due, they're due. And then finally, Winnipeg comes to town. You got their number. They have nobody playing. They only have Dubois. And the Canadians were winning 3-2 with, I think, a couple of minutes left in the game. And the Jets tied it up, and the Jets scored the winner with like 30 seconds left in the game. Oh, I was having supper at wow. Lagage with Agnello and his wife Rosa and Sammy and I believe his daughter Juliana. And, you know, I'm usually in a very good mood all the time, especially when I'm around them. That night, my face went white. I, I, I thought I saw, like, I was so, I'm like, is this a joke? And you know what the best part is? I'm the type of guy, Max, that I'm very, very good with my predictions. Like, I'm very, like, honestly, I know that in Vegas, if you go like a 62 or 63%, you're considered a genius, okay? I, I really believe I can almost go like 75% just giving winners, okay? The second I bet, I lose. Yeah, but that's what you get for breaking my number two rule of sports betting, Tony. What is it? You do not bet on preseason games. You don't yeah, bet on preseason right games. You right do not do that. You, can, you know you don't what my have best the... bet was? No. Your best bet? Yeah, it happened at the draft. Oh, really? I chose, I chose the Canadians to pick Slavkovsky first. Okay. Jersey to pick Simon Nemec second. Oh, damn. Arizona to pick Logan Cooley third. Okay, solid. And Seattle to pick Shane Wright fourth. In, uh, in a parlay? Yeah, four, four parlay. Oh, I put fifty dollars on that, okay, that's and beautiful. I won twenty one hundred. That's beautiful. Okay. Yes, that was a beautiful okay. thing. If only they could always be that beautiful. Yeah. You know what was beautiful? What is you? Thank you. So and much. me. Yeah. Merci beaucoup. Thank you for doing this. No, thanks to you, Tony. Thanks you for You're the very opportunity. Welcome. I always enjoy it, and thank you for having mercy for me tonight. I really appreciate it. Man, Max, you dropped the heat just a bit to let me get warm. To get back into yeah. my Sherbrooke guy English. I yeah. really appreciate it. I have something for you before I let you go. You know the way we talked about that uh, maybe the Jets went out uh, to one of Montreal's finer establishments last night? Did they? Did you get the information, Tony? Or they went dancing? Maybe it looks something like this. They're dancing. Oh, no, not you again. No. Oh, my God. God damn it. Look at that. Oh, Look at Tony. this. Look at these moves. Look, 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 look. Oh, look, no. you know what that is? Now you see it. Now oh, you don't. You throw it up. You go in your pocket. You pull oh, it you up. Almost you almost kicked it. that woman. Yeah, almost, but I didn't. You, you almost kicked that woman. You catch it, and then you put it back in your pocket. Where oh, it goes God. so fast. Look at that. Boop. Did you see oh, how fast this goes? Look at that. Oh, that was you. Look Tony, at we need to talk. Look Tony, at, we need look to at talk. These, look at these moves. Look at my shoes that match my shirt. Look oh, no, oh my! That. I did not get there the first time. I did oh, not my. get. Oh no! Oh my! That God. is nightmare. Oh, is that Tony? I was wondering. It's it's late. I was going before we. I came on. I was like, okay, after hey. Tony, do I do I cool off with a little uh, with a little Star Wars yeah. the series after that? Yeah. Uh, Andor, or do I go straight to sleep? I'm watching Star Wars. I am not going to sleep with those images in my, my head. Friend, my friend, Tony. Those are what we call sick dance moves. And I'm going to leave you with this because you're younger than me and I have a little bit more experience. I've been around the block once or twice, okay? Oh my Listen God. very carefully to what I tell you. It's very important that you learn how to dance. Yeah, because if you don't when, mind, I will not be taking my lessons from you. When a woman sees that a man can dance, 
She says to herself, this guy can dance. I hope she says that. Have a great night. Tony, I will take you in a dance battle every day, and it will be a straight knockout win for me every I, day of the week. I, I hope every you understand day. what I was just talking about, but when you can dance, the week. they really believe <laughs> that you can dance. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Have a good night. I'm out. I'm there out you, yes, you definitely are. <laughs> Max Van Hoot, my man. It's now time for your calls at one 585 1-888-585-7425. It's time for you to speak to Marinero. It's you called. You called. Presented by Playground. I Playground, your premier gaming destination, just located, uh, located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal and not too far away from my uh, beautiful home in beautiful Villa Salle either. Um, there we go. Why don't we do this? Let's get to your phone calls. I think some people on the uh, YouTube live are really liking those dance moves. That was on live with Kelly and Ryan. I get there for those who are wondering the whole context of the whole thing. I'm not going to bore you, but I'm going to tell you fast, fast. My wife is like the biggest Kelly Ripa fan in the world. She loves Kelly Ripa probably more than even Mark Consuelos loves Kelly Ripa or just as much. You get my drift, right? She absolutely loves Kelly Ripa. She watches her show with Kelly and Ryan every day. She PVRs it. She watches it back again over and over and over again, like two or three times a day. When I get, you know, when I go to bed at night, she says, you, you, you know, you missed what happened today. And then she shows me and she really wanted to meet Kelly Ripa. So she keeps telling me, I want to meet Kelly Ripa. I want to meet Kelly Ripa. I want to meet Kelly Ripa. Why don't we go to New York? So I take a look at New York and take a look at what's going on to see if there's any soccer games. And lo and behold, there was a Juventus game and Juventus was playing. And I believe they were playing Barcelona. And it was one of those international, uh, international champions tour games and stuff like that in the off season. It's kind of like to get in shape and whatever. But I figure, you know what? This will be a really good opportunity. So I said to her, I said, okay, you know what? Let's go to New York this day, and we're going to go. I I applied for tickets. I got tickets for Kelly Ripa for the family, and I also got us tickets to go watch the soccer game. So we'll go to Kelly Ripa, go watch the soccer game, and we'll do that. And she said, sure. So she was happy. I was happy. Everyone was happy. We get there to the studio, and we're going to watch a live show. And my wife starts talking to a security guard, and my wife's a pretty shy person, and she says, can I ask you a question? Does Kelly take pictures with members of the audience? And he says, well, not always, but usually the way it works, if you really want to take a picture, what happens is we have uh, we have uh, like a dance-off. And the person who wins the dance-off will get to dance in the show. And if you dance in the show, right when we go to commercial at that point, that person and their family usually... Be- are able to take a picture with Kelly. And um, so I knew my wife wasn't going to dance. And I'm thinking to myself, happy wife, happy life. So when they ask, raise your hands, who wants to take part in the dance-off? I not only raise my hand, but I start going, me, 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 me. Start going a little bit nuts. And they chose me. We were uh, two men. And two women. And that's the clip that you just saw there. We were four. Then they go to the audience. They ask for an applause. And myself and one of the other women got the most applause. So now it was a dance-off between myself and and someone else. And um, that you didn't see. That wasn't taped. But uh, early on, I think she was uh, in the lead. And then later on, I pulled off. I pulled out all the stops, including like a spinning kick in the air and stuff like that. It was stuff of legends, right? So anyway, uh, that's it. Uh, they go to the uh, audience, applause. I get like a huge ovation, and they bring me in the back. And then next thing you know, the show's starting. They mic me up. They make me sign a waiver. And then I end up going on on the show. And uh, that's it. And um, that's it. As soon as I go on the show, uh, the show's over. I start dancing, and the show's over. Uh, I take a picture, family takes a picture, my wife and the boys with um, with uh, Kelly and, uh, and Anderson Cooper. And um, that's it. The second we leave the studio, 
my phone is burning up. A bunch of people back home watched it. They saw me in the, they saw me on uh, on Instagram on the dance off. They saw me actually dance live on the show. Next thing you know, the news was calling me. They wanted me on the news and this and that and whatever. I'm getting interview requests, and that's it. And uh, happy wife, happy life. That's my story. Ah, what men will do sometimes. All right. One triple eight five eight five six one triple eight five eight five seven four two five and yellow and Sammy back at master control. I know you're getting to the calls, and so let me know. Oh, we our last caller hung up. That's always nice. So until one triple eight five eight five seven four two five. Once again, if you have your mobile on you and you don't want to call with the mobile because you're actually watching the show, you can pick up your phone at home, your cordless phone at home. Call toll-free 1-888-585-7425, and you can still have your cell phone in your hand while you're talking to me and still watch what's going on in the YouTube and the chat and all that stuff. Let's get to some comments before we get to some callers. With Moltembo playing so well, says Paul Cormier, do you think Hughes will try to move Allen for a first-round draft pick or a top prospect? I believe, and I don't know this, but I believe that if he gets a first-round pick for Allen or a top prospect, I believe he'll do it. Next. Jaden Rod, Tony, at this point, would you be happy with a top 10 draft pick? Doesn't look like Montreal is going to be bottom five at the end of the year. I'm still hoping they will be. Next. Don't forget, eh? Don't forget. The Canadians are going to trade Sean Monaghan. The Canadians are going to trade Jonathan Drouin. The Canadians are going to trade Evgeny Dadanov. At the very least, they're trading three players, and they're not going to bring anyone to give them immediate help right away. So it's going to affect their depth, and then they're going to have to probably bring up players from Laval, to replace those players, and you would think that they're going to ice an inferior team. You would think. And if they trade Jake Allen, then you got one less goalie. So, I mean, I think the Canadians will lose more games than they're going to win between now and the end of the year. But uh, you, you have to say that the last couple of games, they played really, really well. Three of the last four, they played really well. Um, maybe even four of the last four. I forget the other one. But anyway, uh, who do we have here? Who do we have? Hello, who's this? Hello? Hey, Tony. Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. What's going on? Who's this? What do I have? How you doing? Hey, bonsoir. Ça va bien? Ça va bien, toi? Je parle avec qui exactement? Ça va bien, avec Gabriel. Gabriel! Gabriel, j'habite à Québec maintenant. Je sais que le numéro 514 peut être un peu parfois... Euh bizarre, mais deux questions pour toi, une première en, en, en début de, 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 de discussion. Euh, si euh, Jake Allen, euh, sa blessure, ça va être un peu plus grande, un peu plus euh, sévère qu'on le pense, qu'est-ce qu'on fait avec Kaden Primo? Est-ce qu'on lui donne un maximum de temps de jeu cette année, selon toi? So Gabriel's question is, if Jake Allen is out for an extended period of time and his injury is worse than what we thought, What do we do with Kaden Primo? Gabriel, je vais te répondre à ta question, puis ensuite, je vais traduire. Moi, je pense qu'à un moment donné, il faut lui donner du temps jeu à Kaden Primo aussi. Là. Si Jake Allen est à l'extérieur du jeu pendant longtemps, on ne peut pas cacher, cacher Kaden, Brumi, euh, Kaden Primo, puis le cacher, puis le cacher, puis le cacher. À un moment donné, il faut le jouer parce que ça va jouer sur sa confiance aussi. Je comprends bien qu'ils veulent le protéger peut-être, qu'ils pensent que si jamais il va jouer un match, peut-être il va en donner cinq ou six. Puis ça, ça pourrait peut-être affecter sa confiance. Mais tu ne penses pas que ça affecte sa confiance, qu'on laisse toujours sur le banc et il ne joue pas? Pour l'instant, on ne peut rien dire parce que Montembeau, il joue bien. Mais à un moment donné, si on deux en deux ou trois en quatre, à un moment donné, il faut que Kaden Primo joue en goal. Hein? Mm -hmm. What I was saying was, listen, right now they're probably protecting Kaden Primo and Montembeau is playing well, so they got to play him. But at one point, if they're going to play two and two or they're going to three, play three and four, they're going to play four and six and Jake Allen's out. As much as it would hurt Kaden Primo's confidence if he gives up five or six, don't you think it would hurt his confidence if he sit out all those games as well? I would say even more so. As-tu une autre question, mon chum? Yes. La prochaine, là, on, on spécule. Hein? On est des on fans spécule. du Canadien. Oui. Um, what if, if we don't have Connor Bitter at the first pick overall, what are your best pick for Montreal Canadiens on draft for 2023-2024 season? All right. So based on what I know and I've seen and I've seen a little bit and I've talked to some people in the know, 
I believe that the next best talent in the draft after Bedard, natural talent, is Michkov. I believe that after Michkov, the next best natural talent in that draft is Carlson. That's not to say that I wouldn't pick Fantilli second, because obviously I wouldn't be surprised if Fantilli picked second. As a matter of fact, I would bet on it. I would bet that Fantilli is going to be picked second. But in terms of pure talent and skill, I believe that Michkov is second. I believe that Carlson is third. But I believe the draft is going to go something like Bedard, Fantilli, Michkov, Carlson, or Carlson, Michkov. But once again, it all depends on who's going to be picking and what their needs are. But some people believe that Michkov might drop because he's in the KHL. He'll have been scouted less, and he's committed to the KHL for at least another couple of seasons, so he wouldn't come to the National Hockey League until later on. But guess what? It worked pretty well for Minnesota and Kirill Kaprasov, did it not? Did it? It did. It did. My God, the guy's the real deal. The guy's amazing. Uh, my point on that is with that pick with um, Panthers of Florida, uh, Florida. Uh, Wait, it's a protect pick, right? So yes. Montreal, with the last like five games, are getting well. Not play as worse as Blackhawks. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Hold jacket. on a second. If the if the Panthers if the Panthers have a top 10 pick, if they have an eighth pick or they have a seventh pick, the Canadians have that pick. They do? Yes. Really? I thought yes. it was protect. No, it's not protected, that pick. Oh, it's protect for like the five first or something like that? It's 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 not, it's not protect. I'd have to get all the details. I don't want to make a mistake either, but that's why everyone's been going on their tankathon over the past couple of days, and they're wondering if the Canadians can get the first and the second pick, the first with theirs or the second with Florida's. And they'll probably try and draft Bedard and whoever else they want second. So the Florida pick is unprotected, my friend. So if Florida finishes, you know, if Florida has the fifth pick overall, that fifth pick overall, it's coming to the Canadians, Monchamp. Oh, I really thought, because I checked on cap salary and I thought it was that, but I, I may have a mistake right now. No, I don't no, no, no. Wanna... It's, 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 it's not protected, my friend. It is not protected. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But but I'm really happy to know that because if we have Bidar and Fentini like back to back with Joshua Raw, like we may, yeah. we may have a, a Stanley Cup soon. But Gabrielle, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. All right. And it's just going to be one of the first times that you're ever going to hear this. Okay. Yeah. If the Canadians end up getting a pick outside the top 10. One of the guys they should really think about. Are you ready for this? I yeah, want you yeah. to write this name down. And then you come back and you talk to me. Okay? He plays for the Sudbury Wolves of the Ontario Hockey League. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do. He's a left winger who shoots left. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, right now you're kind of losing me because I, I'm not sure about if he's if he's a lefties or not. Okay, who are you thinking about? OHL. Um, you ready? Yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I don't want to go to Google right now. <laughs> Quentin Musty. All right, but he's Quentin still young, right? He's, Musty, he's almost seventeen, right? A bird whispered in my ear. Actually, a snake whispered in my ear. Ooh. Not a bird, a snake. Quentin Musty. All right, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. I hope you're. Um, I hope you're right. Yeah, as I said back then, about ten days ago, the first time we mentioned Quentin Musty, maybe even two weeks ago. Roses are red, violets get dusty. I almost dropped dead. When we brought up Quentin Musty. <laughs> hey, Gabriel, ça m'a fait plaisir de parler avec toi, puis j'espère que tu vas appeler hey, plus souvent, mon chum. 
Hey, ça, c'est... Bonne soirée, merci beaucoup pis, pour le podcast. J'apprécie quand le monde m'appelle puis parle en français. I appreciate when people call me and they speak in French because I always wanted to have a bilingual show. This is something that I've wanted for the last 15 years. But obviously, in radio, you can't. There's CRTC rules and all this stuff. You cannot have a bilingual show. But there's no rules on podcast. On podcast, you can have a bilingual show. You can have a trilingual show on podcast. You can speak four, five, six languages. It doesn't matter. It's all good. So you know what? If you want to call and speak to me in French, I'll answer you in French. Then I'll translate all that stuff. It's a beautiful thing. Quentin Musty. Hey, I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone. I want to give 11 plus thousand thanks. You know why? Because our YouTube channel of the Sick Podcast now has over 11,000 subscribers. It's still not a huge number. I wish it was 111,000. I actually wish it was 1.1 million. It would be even better if it was 11 million. All right. But I also remember where we started because when you start, you start with zero. And that was about two years ago. And about one year ago, we probably had, I don't know, three, four thousand subscribers. And now we're at 11,000, which leads me to believe that one year from now, we're going to be over 20,000 subscribers. I would think, I would hope. Actually, I'd hope we'd be at around 50,000 within a year from now. But anyway, thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. Molto grazie. Muchas gracias. This is a multicultural show. Quentin Musty. I want to thank the people that brought you this podcast. Energy Transportation Group. 8.6 Beer and Lacage. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same place with my buddy Mapper, who's a regular on Wednesday nights. Mac Andre Perot. Marinaro bidding you good night. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell them the podcast and the host are sick. Hey, what do you think of my pants? Look at that. Eh? Yeah, these are kind of like my PJs. Who? Who? Who are you? Who am I? I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6. Intense by nature. And La Cage. If the last time you went to La Cage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to La Cage. The menu will surprise you.